Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Coffee with Casey, where we take a look at what's going on in this crazy real estate world that we're in. Um, you know, it's funny, I get a lot of comments from people. Um, get a lot of comments from people on, on, oh, this is a terrible market, oh, this is this. That's wrong. That's just totally wrong. Um, I did an open house uh, from 2 o'clock to 3 o'clock on Cherry Street. I had four solid buyers. This $1.6 million house. Four solid buyers. One offer came in. Um, one person wants to talk after Christmas, obviously, about putting in a contract. They don't want to get involved with this during, during the Christmas rush, which I don't blame them. Um, and the other one I was sure was going to write a contract as well. So um, there is nothing wrong with the market. I'm going to go over some staggering statistics with you here in a minute. And we're going to talk about uh, what's going to happen next year. I mean, what's on the horizon? I don't get paid for figuring out what happened two or three months ago. I get paid for figuring out what's going to happen, what's happening right this second. What is the most current information you can have? That's why I do Coffee with Casey. That's why I share with you. And hopefully you can put that to use. So let's, let's just take a whip around and, and take a look at the market. Then we're going to talk about what's going on in the spring, what the dynamics are. You know, I think it was the beginning of all this. I said, we have a perfect storm in 2021. I said, we have a perfect storm brewing. Very low interest rates, very low uh, inventory, uh, high demand. And it's like, man, this is a perfect storm. And all of a sudden, everything went up 25%. I mean, we saw, we were talking about stories and, you know, seeing things that we never dreamed would happen. And they happened all because of a perfect storm. Well, that perfect storm is kind of brewing again. And it's going to be a different kind of storm, but one that we all need to be prepared for. So let's let me let me go ahead and share my screen. Let me take you out on um, over my computer, and let's see what we got going here. All right. Of course, I can't do what I did before. All right. So, a seller asked me today or the other day. Best question I've ever heard. He goes, "What what what could I what mistake?" could I make as a seller? And it took me about one second to say the worst mistake you can make is pick the wrong realtor and price the, overprice the house. That's just the worst thing you can do. And that sounds like two things, but it's really not. It's one, because one happens with the other. When you pick the wrong realtor, they overprice the house. And before you know it, you're sitting, you're sitting on a house and it's withdrawing. And I'm going to show you some examples of how horrific this is. And, and what's going on out there. So let's start with the dynamics. First of all, inventory for the year of 2022 is down. Indiana, 21%. All of Fairfax County, 19%. So 18, 16. So you can see that there's a lot of inventory that never came on the market this year. Now, it doesn't mean they'll never come on. They've got to come on. And that they push that to the next year. So some years it's down but you can follow the trends and the years that it's down the next year, it goes up. So look for the inventory to, instead of being down 18%, go up 10, 15% next year. That's one thing that's going to drive the market next year. The other thing that's going to drive it, and this is a big buckle your seatbelts because this is, this is crazy. So in November, right? Homes come off the market in November. They either come off by going under contract or, or, or they are withdrawn. Wait a minute, Siri just asked me a question. I have no idea. 
So they either withdraw unsold, which means they fail, or they sell, they go pending. So normally, as you can see in November, 19, 20% the year before would withdraw unsold. But this year, November, 2022, it was 62 to 70% of the homes were withdrawing as opposed to going under contract. That's bad realtors. That is 100% bad realtors. I put it on them. I know that sellers want higher prices and blah, blah, blah. That's fine. But you have to be skilled enough to tell your seller and wake them up to the reality that that was then and this is now. So this is realtors' inability to price homes correctly and articulate the value of the house to the seller. Now, I'll tell you why I think it's BS for, for agents to blame the seller. Because I walk into a seller, I'm going to walk into a seller that says, thinks their house may be worth $1.85 million. It's not worth $1.85 million. And I'm going to have to get to a number together. We need to collaborate together on all the facts that we have to arrive at the number that the house is really worth. Then it goes on the market. Then we test it. Then it sells. So this, this well, that's the seller's fault. They wanted to put it on. That's bunk. Realtors didn't do their job on articulating the value of the house to the seller. Now, for a couple of reasons. One, they don't mind going with a higher price. They just want the listing. They don't want to lose the listing or irritate the seller. So I consider that to be a very unprofessional act by realtors. I think you need to get a hold of the values and pricing, collaborate with the seller, and come up with the right price, then do the predictive analysis to test it, make sure you're on the right number. This is December. So November wasn't an aberration. This is December. We're still at 62, 55, 47. 51%. So half the homes, right? Half the homes are withdrawing unsold. More than half the homes are withdrawing unsold. Now look at last year at this time. Last year it was 9%, 12%, 11%, 10%. So you can see that the last year we didn't have this problem. You know, so people would say, well, they're pulling it off for the holiday. Didn't have that problem last year. We have the problem because of this. Because home prices, and what this chart is, this is the sales price of a 4,000-square-foot home in Vienna. Now, I've, I've got another model. I'll show you that one, too. But, but let's just take a look at this. In 2020, in the first quarter, it sold for $1.2 million. Then it steadily rose, so it got to 121. Remember I said that thing about the perfect storm? I said there's a perfect storm brewing. That's when it hit, right? This is when I made that statement. Now, look at what happened to the prices since then. Now, so, so they way overwent. They, they went higher than they should have gone, right? And now they're settling back down again. They're coming back down to life to what I call the value line. The value line is if you take inflation and you say prices are in relationship to inflation, this is where it should be, and this is where it is. So the lower interest rates, the lack of inventory, the um, you know higher demand, that's there's where it is right there. Okay, so what happened is everybody's pricing their house up here like it still is, like it's like it's May or it's April or June. It's not April, May, and June. The prices have moved. You need to articulate that to the sellers. 
you need to come out with a more realistic value. Now, if you hit 1472, that home goes under contract. You are still 100,000 over where the value line is, and it goes under contract. There's a term I've used for the last two years, and that is pigs get fed, hogs get slaughtered. So if you are um, realistic, you get $100,000 profit. If you're unrealistic, you're going to miss that. Okay. So, you know, a lot of times people are now pricing it up in here, up in this, you know, 1.55, 1.6 million dollar range when it's really 1475. And and they miss the market and it gets withdrawn. We just saw that 62% of the houses withdrew in December. And in Fairfax County, 70% withdrew in November. So this is real what we're looking at. They're pricing it up here. Because I I look at, I mean, I'm going to sit down with, with somebody and say, look, here's the homes that all withdrew, which is nine of them. Two sold, nine withdrew. The two that sold, sold in the 115% of assessment range. And the others sold at 130, or the others were on the market at 130 to 137%. But guess what? Homes aren't selling at 130 to 137% of assessment anymore. That was May. This is now, that was then. But let's just take a look at this. So from 2010 to 2020, homes increased in value 18%. Gonna have to take my word for that. I did that off, off the chart. They went up 18% between 2010 and 2020. They went up 29% in two years, 29%. That was their peak. So, so they went up more in two years, that almost doubled the appreciation rate in two years that we had over 10 years. So again, that's not healthy. That's not sustainable. It's got to come back down. I don't want to crash, but it's got to come back down. So they're currently, currently now, 20% over where they were two years ago, which is about equal to the 10-year appreciation rate we had from 2010 to 2020. So, so let's just say that we're not in a crash. The market isn't crashing. Um, we're giving back some of the profits. Um, I think they were artificial. They couldn't last anyways, unless you were ready, willing, and able to settle during that peak period. But you know, if you were selling during that peak, you're probably buying during the peak too. So it was all a wash. So, you know, I look at this and here's, here's a look at a $850,000 house started at 750 in 2020. It worked its way up to about 900000 in, in the first half of 2022. Remember I said everybody's pricing in May and June? That's the May and June pricing right there. Now it's at about 830 850 somewhere right in here. Okay? Where does everybody price it? 900 925 940 So, you know, I don't worry. I'm, I'm going in and we're pricing houses. Um, and I'm not really concerned that there's six houses on the market. And I'll tell you why. Because the six houses on the market, I gotta show you. I hope I have this up. Let me see if I can find this just real quick. Yeah, I can, there it is. So, so this is a house I'm gonna go talk to. You can see that you got a couple houses on the market. 
These are homes out in Aldi. These homes are on for 137% and they've been on the market for about 88 days on average. 137%. Homes that withdrew were on the market for 157%. Homes that sold, there's three sold. So if we look over here, two active, two under contract, which you can't play with these because we're not sure where that final price is coming. So you got two withdrawn, three sold, and all these have expired. So we've got one, two, three, four, five. That's seven expired or withdrew and three that sold. 70% of the homes, 70% of the homes failed. So the people that listed and failed were at 142% of assessment. The ones that sold were 117% of assessment. And the ones that withdrew here is 157% of assessment. So you can see people that are listing anywhere from 137 to 157 aren't selling. People that are selling, you know, in that 110, 115%, 120% range, they sell. It's not rocket science. I mean, it's not rocket science. This is a disgrace that people, the average days on market in here, let's just take a look at this. Average days on market of those houses is 53. Now, look at the homes that sold. Well, there's one that sold fairly quickly, but these things should all sell within one week. There's no excuse why these houses aren't selling within one week. Look at the days on market of the ones on, on it's crazy. I mean, it's crazy. So the only thing keeping that number down is a couple expired really after 12, 16 days. But I guess my point is that as long as you, as long as you price the home where the sales are happening or where the contracts are happening, that's where the safe zone is. That's what they're going for. That's what they're selling for. So I guess, you know, when I go back to it and, and, uh, um, and the, the seller as he asked, what can I do wrong? You can list with a realtor that overprices your house and it sits and it goes withdrawn like 70% of the people out there. So this is what we're trying to avoid. Person asked me, a coach asked me, what do you, what do, you do for a living? I save people from making huge mistakes that cost them $100,000. That's what I do for a living. Like I'm going to have to go and I hope I'm good enough to prevent this seller from spending 6% on commissions, putting the house on for 200,000 more than it's worth, having it sit on the market for 98 days, having it withdraw, and then when it comes back on the market, they're gonna lose $100,000 off the value because they made a mistake. That's what I do for a living. So, you know, I feel like telling the sellers when I come in, it's like, you better root for me because <laughs> if I fail, it's gonna cost you a lot of money. So. So we need to, you know, and the realtors that follow this are excellent about pricing and talking and we have great conversations and the mastermind group is great. And, and um, you know, I know you guys are doing your job and you're all working hard and I really appreciate that. But, you know, there's a lot of agents out there that are just making huge mistakes um, in the neighborhood I'm going to, as you just saw, seven out of 10 failed. Um, and that's, that's what we're trying to prevent. So what's this chart? This is the, let's start looking ahead at where we're going. So, so let's assume that 
the cycle is true that when inventory goes down, following years, it goes up like it did in 2016. 2015, 2016 is a great model for what's about to happen. Inventory was down. And then all of a sudden in 2016, inventory went crazy. And I'm telling you that I had, I, I had a $1.5 million house that was competing against 50 other homes that were, that were active, 50 active home, homes, two under contract, 50 active homes. Mine was one of them under contract. So, so let's just assume that the inventory is coming. Now, remember those 60 to 70% of the homes that didn't sell? A large percentage of those homes, imagine 50% of the homes that were listed are coming back on the market. They wanted to sell, they just, their realtor failed. They failed. So, so they're coming back on the market. The natural inventory will rebound and come back on the market. So I anticipate there's going to be some serious inventory issues when they come on the market. Now, people are still going to be in the mode, believe it or not, at overpricing houses, even though there's a ton of inventory in the market. There's, they're still going to overprice the um, for the withdrawal rate will still be 40% or 50%. So what we need to focus on is, I don't worry about the inventory. As long as we price right, we're going to sell our house. There are buyers out there. It's like Saturn. Now, what's this chart? There's two things that are going to dictate how this market's going to react. One is interest rates, and the other is um, inventory, right? I keep saying that. Inventory and interest rates are two very powerful sources. No inventory, low interest rates, prices go up. High inventory, right? And high interest rates push markets down. So, so, you know, we had high interest rates just punched us right in the mouth, seven and a half percent. We went from two and a half to seven and a half percent interest rates. So everybody pulled back. That buyer pool went away. And what did that do with the prices? The prices dropped. It's a natural a natural course, right? But this chart shows that interest rates are too high today. Okay. So the 10-year, this is a this is looking at a 10-year treasury bill and a 30-year mortgage rate. They mirror each other. And you can tell whether we're the interest rates are artificially too high or low by looking at this chart right here. Historically, a 30-year fixed rate will be 1.7% above the 10-year treasuries. Right now, it's 2.6, 2.7% higher, which tells me that even though rates are 6.25 or 6.5%, they're a full point higher than they should be. A full point higher than they should be. So, you know, 30-year fixed shouldn't be at six and a quarter. They should be at five and a quarter, right? So they're artificially high right now. And that's what's suppressing the market, artificially high. So as the interest rates come down, and here's another statistic, and I know I may bore people, I want to get on with your Christmas shopping. The CPI, Consumer Price Index, is going to dictate whether our inflation, that's the inflation rate, whether it goes up or down. Get your arms around this. 39% of the CPI, 39% of the inflation rate is based on housing. Well, I just showed you that housing has come down 
and rents have come down 10%. So you have a softening of the rental market. You have a softening of the real estate market. So if those prices have all come down and that's 39% of the CPI, what is inflation going to be in two months? Now, remember, what they're reporting is what happened back then, right? It takes two or three months to get caught up. What's happening today takes two or three months to get caught up into the CPI, but it's coming. And they're going to report lower inflation because of the housing and the rentals. So the inflation is going to come down. The interest rates are going to come down faster because they're already a full point above where they should be. So what's the counterbalance for next year? The counterbalance for next year is we're going to have heavier inventory and lower interest rates. More inventory, lower interest rates. That's what's coming, right? So, you know, the question is, do we buy or not buy? You know, I, I look at it as, you know, I have a house. It's a beautiful house, a great house. It would normally have seven contracts and person that really, 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 really wanted and had to have it, couldn't get it. Couldn't outbid the other people. Now you can have it. When you can have it, you want to get it. So if you can, do it now, right? So if you can buy, you should be buying between now and March. You should be definitely buying between now and March. Because, I mean, I know there's going to be bigger inventory, but people are going to still inflate their prices. But what's happened is people were a little concerned that, well, if I go in at 55 or 6%, Right. What happens if rates, you know, I don't want to get a seven year arm because what if rates keep going up and all hell breaks loose? Well, once interest rates come back down, that thought is gone. Now you know that rates will float down. So the higher, the lower the rates go, right? The lower the rates go, then the higher the value of the houses and more prices. So what you want to do is jump in now while interest rates are six and a half percent artificially high, get a seven year arm at five and a quarter percent. Buy your house, lock in the lower rate, lock in the lower price. And then when the, as the interest rates float back down, when we get to our recession, which is coming, you see all the job layoffs, recession's coming. So as recession comes, they drop the interest rates even lower to try to get the economy going again and blah, 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 refinance them. So here's the point. There are houses out there. Now, let me give you a big tip for the buyers. There are, I just said there's 60 to 70% of the homes that are withdrawing unsold. Let me get rid of all this stuff. I've already said 60, 70% of the homes are withdrawing unsold. So when we have buyers, that's the first place we look. They may not know what the price is. I know what the price is. I mean, I could tell you what that house is worth like that. So when we go out with buyers, we'll find houses that were pulled off the market that were just out of the price range and the seller just got bad advice from a realtor, but now I think they've come to their senses. And we walk in and say, we'll offer a million dollars for this house. And I could prove four different ways why it's worth a million dollars. And then we come in, present our contracts and that never made it on the market. And that came to our buyers. So I think buyers should be out going after the withdrawals, going after the homes that are on the market, going after overpriced homes. I mean, once a house is sat on the market for 30 to 45 days, the seller's like, yeah, you screwed up. And, and they're, they're in a downward spiral and they're panicking. 
If you're going to sell, sell with us. We'll keep you on the on the right path. If you're going to buy, you want to buy with us because we're going after people that didn't sell correctly. We're going after agents that overpriced their houses. We're going after homes that were withdrawn because they were just overpriced. We're going after overpriced homes and going in and educating the seller that they're wrong. That is not the price for your house. This is today's price for your house. So really you're going out as a buyer and nobody's competing with us on the withdrawn homes. Nobody's competing with us on the overpriced homes. They're just sitting. So if you want to find a home that you can spend the next 10, 15, 20 years or your forever home, now's time to do it. And I'll do it before everybody else comes out. And once interest rates come down, there will be more buyers out. Once interest rates come out, there will be more competition, more buyers coming out. I jump on in the winter. You're gonna, you know, there's a there's an old saying I live by it. Sell when they yell and buy when they cry. Right now they're crying. When your house is on the market for 60 days, you're crying. So, you know, sell when they yell and buy when they cry. Now it's time to do it. So um, I think, you know, as far as selling a house. We had a house that sat on the market for 75 days. It had three people come and see it. Oh my gosh, the market sucks. The market sucks. And now your house is way overpriced. We came in after we withdrew. We priced it correctly. We had five contracts on that house. And with five people competing for the house, and they all knew the other ones were competing, we got list price for the house. Strong list price, but we got a list price, which tells me that that was the number. You know, if they know that you can compete, and that's as high as they're going to go. That's what that house was worth. And we hit it right on the button. And you can do that. And the way we do it is be very thoughtful about pricing. Be very collaborative when we're working with sellers. So we all know we all we're all big boys and girls here. We're all, you know, there's a business decision. You know, we collaborate, we come to a value, we test it during a predictive analysis period. Then we launch with the confidence that we know people are coming to see the house. Our job is to get people in the house. Now, I've had a house where 70 people have come in and 70 people have decided not to write on it. That, that, that's nothing we can do. Our job, get them in that house, present the house correctly. But most of the time, 92% of our houses in 2022 sold within the first seven days, 92%. So, you know, the plan is simple. The plan is very simple. Make sure we're thoughtful and collaborating about the price. Prepare the home for transitional buyers marketed heavy in the um in the coming soon period make sure that you're using the you know the latest tools of google ads and and geofencing to get the right buyers looking at the house and then read how many people are coming and how much they love it how many people love it and then you can launch at a price that you know the house is going to sell 92 percent 92% accuracy, regardless of market conditions. So that's the way you do it. And I really thank you guys for spending this year listening to Coffee with Casey. I hope it's helped you out. I hope it's guided you. And again, my job is to save people. And that's the way I see our job. I think it's a very risky market. I think people get very bad advice. I think bad advice costs them a lot of money. That's why I sit here on Thursday morning, every Thursday morning at 1030, and hopefully clear up the market, clear up the conditions, come up with the proper strategies for pricing, proper strategies for marketing, and let you 
succeed in a very, very volatile market. My name is Casey Sampson. You can reach me at 703-508-2535 or you can email me at Casey at CaseySampson.com. All of this financial stuff was brought to you today by Mike Filan. Mike is, uh, you know, a team. We had our big team party and, you know, you can't be more proud. You got, you know, the right lenders and the right realtors and the right staff and the right support and just, just a wonderful, wonderful team. I, I really, we've got an all-star team and I want to thank everybody so much. I was just so proud of looking around the room. Mike is a big part of that. He's our lender. He's from First Heritage Mortgage. Uh, if you need somebody that can help you through the financial part of this, uh, you know, send me a note and I'll, sh I'll ship over. I'll share Mike's contact information with you. But, but being armed with information that interest rates are going down because CPI is mostly real estate or 39% real estate, and we know where that's headed, and that they're currently overpriced by about a point on, on you know, on, as the 30-year fix versus the 10-year Powerful, powerful information Mike supplies us. He can help you too. Again, my name is Casey Sampson. Casey at CaseySampson.com. We'll see you next Thursday at, a, at 1030. And I wish everybody a very, very Merry Christmas. Bye now.